This is the bomb. Most pain, if you have pain, try to eat like garbage. Try to eat a high sugar, high alcohol diet for like two or three days if you're a healthy guy. All of a sudden, your joints will get worse. They'll feel worse. They'll yeah. become inflamed. And when we take in an obese person and we get their joint, their, their body, their insulin levels are stabilized, their homocysteine, their C-reactive protein, these are all inflammatory markers to come down. That happens, Jamie, in about a week to two weeks. Their Crazy. joints are the first things to start feeling better by very quickly. So it's that's metabolic. Amazing. That's the joints. Your metabolic, it, it creates a fire in your joints in short. If you want stem cells that are culturally expanded, that are grown, true stem cells, you might want to go to another country. That's more for paralysis or disease, things like that. But in the U.S., for joints, we can do it here with this purified amniotic fluid product. This is nature. We use a natural nature-based product produced by Ian White, PhD, stem cell therapy, Cornell himself. For all intents and purposes, I'm not even a chiropractor anymore. I give up my license. I'm a business guy and yeah. I educate the doctors and that's what I do and I put the teams together. I have about 25 doctors around the country that I distribute a product to them. The doctor that sells the product to Joe Rogan, this is where it took off. There's a uh, an entrepreneur in Texas who owns Ways to Well um, called Brigham Bueller. People might know about him and, and Brigham and I have become friends and uh, Joe uses this product and it's now, when he was on Joe's podcast, it's now blown up. It's now in NFL teams. I distribute to doctors that put it in the NFL players and I put this in myself, my family. It goes all around the country and I want to, we've had zero side effects, 2,000 patients in our office. Yeah. So it yeah. works really well. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Today's guest, Jeff Donatello, is a relatively new GoBundance member. He owns four medical offices in New Hampshire and Massachusetts and is one of the leaders in the U.S. when it comes to stem cell-derived biologics as well as metabolic testing. And He's got a whole backstory. We're going to talk about rock shows and losing hearing and a whole bunch of things. But Jeff, man, welcome. Thanks for being here. Hey, great to be here, Jamie Gruber. Right now, you're in Santa Barbara, so you're sort of like a Northeast imposter. You're in the exact opposite culture from where exactly. you're from. I tried to get out of the cold, and we ended up in Storm Central, but we survived <laughs> this California storms. Here we are. There you go. Just a reminder to everybody, go to GoBundance.com, fill out an application. There is a community for you. And from the podcast perspective, we'd love a rating and review. It helps us grow the show and the reach and get great guests and all of that stuff. So appreciate all of you tuning in and listening. Jeff, let's start with a little bit of backstory. So you're, you know, we'll 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 geek out a bit on on the uh Boston metro area since I know it so well. But uh what's your story? You Boston guy, more New Hampshire guy. What's the backstory for you? You know what? I, I have this weird background that we should talk about because I honestly just discovered this story. I kind of put it all together on another podcast with John Edwin and uh, yeah. a lot of entrepreneurs here, right? Listening. And mm -hmm. I have this nature nurture thing going on that is very unique. Now, you ready for this? I am. <laughs> you know, I have an Italian grandfather who in the early 40s married a Russian wife and they moved to China and opened movie theaters. And okay. he was a hard ass. The communists kicked him out in 1944. My father and his two sisters went to a bombed out shelter. They immigrated to Southern Italy. Okay. My father's 11. Yeah. Both his kids, both his uh, siblings died. It was a tragic thing. They came to the U S when he was 12 years old. My father spoke Chinese, Russian, Italian. Okay. And he goes to the university of New Hampshire, marries my mom whose father played for the Red Sox and was a leader in the trucking industry, a big entrepreneur. He played with Ted Williams. So I, so my background, I had a, a, uh, an Italian grandfather that opened movie theaters in, in China. And yeah. then I have a Boston Red Sox <laughs> grandfather who opened trucking business. So this is where I am a, uh, a, a hardcore entrepreneur. And I have this, this allergy in that I'm alert, I'm allergic to listening to people and having a boss. It doesn't quite work for me. So I've always been my own guy and it's it's worked pretty well. And here we I are. I love that I love that you learned that early. It took me a lot longer to learn that. But go back a second. You said your so it's your father's two siblings died in Italy as kids. They did of dysentery. They lived in a really tough area for about five or six years um after World War II. And they were um they were sponsored by a wealthy man in Worcester, Mass. And yeah. they came over and he, again, he spoke three languages. And so my father became a teacher. My mother was a nursery school teacher. I had this white picket fence growing up, but my father ended up selling mutual funds. He was an entrepreneur in his own sense, didn't know it. And um, 
and we had a pretty good life after we uh after he started doing that and um it was it's been good ever since i was raised i, I get good nature good nurture i'm very fortunate to have had the background that i had the ted the the ted williams the red Sox player who yeah, was red, that do we know them yeah red walsh he played for a little bit not that he came up not that long the trucking business world war ii got in the way yeah. uh, he played for about four years but uh, he's from exeter new hampshire where uh where did he play outfield pitcher catcher he's a catcher Catcher. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's amazing. So you have a very, very interesting and diverse backgrounds background. Um, you mentioned your father was an entrepreneur, but he didn't know it. What do you mean by that? Well, he went into a safe profession. He was a teacher. He was my gym teacher. We had a long jump pit growing up in the backyard. I had all access to bow and arrows and, and uh, parachutes and it was great. Um, but he didn't really, he just did a job he, again, the W two, right? That's what he did. Yeah. And, um, he then went on to become uh, an insurance person and, and realized he could triple his income. And then he had a whole group of people working for him. And uh, and he really took that entrepreneurial lifestyle on. It, it was a great way for him to he didn't he didn't know what he didn't know at the time. Um, so now he's, you know, 78 years old. My parents are both living in Venice and, um, you know, Florida, and they, they're doing well. Very cool. When did he make that transition to the the insurance sales piece? I was 16. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was cool. I remember having the bag phone in our car. We were like the first one in town to have a bag phone. And uh, we went from being, you know, blue collar to like maybe semi-white collar in a, in, a, in a New Hampshire town. It was fun. I just talked about the bag phone. I got my first job offer at my last, my, my only W-2 really of my adult life on a bag phone. Got the call on the bag phone. So oh, yeah. that's the, yeah, I remember it well, man. That's funny. Um, so your dad pivoted to entrepreneurship. When did you realize he was an entrepreneur? If he didn't know it, when did you realize he was? I realized it when he uh, spoke at what they called the million dollar conference in Hawaii and he brought us and he was there in front of a thousand people telling his story called the road to freedom. Mm. And it's kind of neat that we're going in this direction, right? Um, he, he talked about what he did and how he lived in that shelter. How he lost his, how he lost his family, his kid, his uh, siblings and how he came to the U S so with the uh, the company that he was involved in, they, they learned really on that he was motivational. And um, so, yeah, I think I was sitting in Hawaii looking around at all these other, um, you know, mutual fund salesmen and insurance salesmen going, these are all entrepreneurial people. And, um, you know, he told me early on, either you work for yourself, you help people or you work on things. And I was always like, okay, I want to help people. I like helping people. And uh, that's what got me into chiropractic. We didn't talk about that. I was in chiropractic for 20 years. Um, realized it wasn't scalable. And I always mm. wanted to open my own practices where people worked with me. We had a team. And when I met my wife, Kelly, she worked in Boston in uh, marketing, sharp, sharp lady. So that's where we we kind of fell into the, the stem cell therapy world. And it took off ever since then. Um, during COVID, all the people that, most of the people that had stem cell therapy wouldn't come in because, you know, a lot of older people, they were hiding inside. And um, we ended up, realizing that the world was getting heavy and um, we started a metabolic reset weight loss program. And that's pretty much why I'm champion level right now in go abundance. It took off um, when you have 30 people, EOS was an integral part and still is of that. And um, we've structured our business now where we have everybody rowing in the same direction and it's taken off. So, all right. There's a lot there, a lot there to unpack, but I want to go back a step first just to kind of button up some of the, the past parts. So really interesting to me. I'm just picturing this year, however old, 15, 16, 17, 18, you're in Hawaii, you're watching your dad on stage. And it's like, holy crap, this guy is the man amongst people, men, whatever, of this industry on stage, inspiring, motivating a thousand of them. My dad's an entrepreneur or however that it maybe it wasn't those exact words. Was that a moment where you realized you were like, where was your entrepreneurial uh, uh, journey beginning? Was it after college? Was it like, you know, I know I am right now. I I want to help people. Like you said, was that the in, at that age, 16, 17? Or when did that start for you? I didn't know what an entrepreneur was. I knew my dad was up there. He had a 26 page speech that he had. He was going to read and he put it aside and just talked. And I was so proud of him. It was really awesome to watch. And yeah. um, I just was inspired by him at a young age. So I think I just... I, I kind of just went with the flow and, um, you know, I, I just, um, becoming a chiropractor, you, you, you either, you, you work for yourself, right? So you're kind of entrepreneurial. You have to get your own patients in, you have to learn how to market. But, um, it was one of those things that just kind of evolved and I was always curious and I always wanted to, you know, 
be progressive and what was next, what was next, what was next. They have a, a, a serial mindset for that to always find out what's next and best. And, and that's why the stem cell world was so intriguing yeah. um, because it's really just taken off. And um, here we are. Last piece before we get into stem cells a little bit more in depth, because I want to get into this for sure. Like, What role did your dad have in your progression from that moment, maybe through college into your first practice? You know, he just let me do whatever I want. He wasn't one of these dads who, you know, he was just he was just encouraging. They both were. And, um, you know, you hear all these these horror stories of people struggling and I, and I get it. It's tough. For, but I, I don't have that. I'm very fortunate. He was just there to support whatever we did. And um, it was a good thing. Interesting. Do you ever have, a, I mean, I have this, do you ever have a sense of imposter syndrome around that point as an entrepreneur? Meaning like, I don't have that story of like my father, I came from nothing. You know, your dad has that story, right? Like two siblings. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine his parents, what they went through two out of their three kids dying, right? Like he's got this story that you hear so many of these entrepreneurs have, like I went bankrupt or, you know, my, my, my wife died or whatever, but like you, I don't really, I don't feel like I have that hard luck story. I feel like I'm like kind of la-di-da wafting through and doing okay. Does that ever strike you? Or is that just me an imposter kind of feeling on being a true entrepreneur? It's not an imposter. I do feel it maybe is, is guilty a little bit, guilty for having it too good. good. Um, yeah. I try to, I try to always be, you know, present and aware of, of where I'm at. You know, we're walking around Santa Barbara, my wife and I, nice restaurants, and I never want to take it for granted. And um, I think that's a good thing that's been instilled in me just because my father, you know, really struggled uh, years back. And we used to have to, he made, he made sure we ate every morsel of food on our plate. And, um, you know, it was because he didn't have it. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I, I just uh, I just go with the flow and, and just keep, you know, try, I'm, I'm very much uh, I'm always trying to see what's next. It's what it comes down to. How does a chiropractor, which I I, mean, I love chiropractors. Mine recently helped my back like a year ago, like really bad. I had a bad back. Uh, I threw my back out and she really helped. But how does a chiropractor go into stem cell derived biologics? How does that leap happen? Good, good question. Networking. I was part of a message board with 200 chiropractors on it, and uh, I was an active person on the message board. Um, you know how you say you like to connect people? Yeah. I do the same exact thing. You and I are birds of a feather. I love connecting people. Um, I almost feel like I could be a matchmaker, you know, like the dating world. I, I love yeah. that. I love it when I find somebody, you you know, it's just a fun thing for me to do. Um, so I was very active on a message board, and I was active with um, chiropractors from the West Coast in California, actually, of all places. And they were, California seems to be much more progressive. So they were a little bit ahead of the curve compared to New England. Everyone is reticent to do different new things. So I met some people that were early on in the world of um, donor-derived biologics. So not taking them out of yourself, taking them from a donor. And that has evolved. And we can talk more about it because um, we're at a place now where where that's super, super effective. Um, so these guys were doing that and I got to meet some people and uh, I brought it back and did a lot of workshops on it and uh, brought it back to New England. And um, it was not easy. Uh, you, you know, the New England mindset compared to like California, right? Is yes. I would, if you can see me, I would, I would talk to 20, 30 people like two nights a week and I get this and sit there like this and look at me like, yeah, you're full of garbage. You're full of crap. And, uh, and, then, and that's how it was. And that's how it yeah. is. Um, so if you're not one of them, it's really hard to break in. And my first thing was like, listen, I'm from here. I get it. I'm one of you guys. And yeah. uh, it's just, it's just, uh, it's been a great thing to do. What's this, but uh, take me through this. You're a DC, right? You've got that, that uh, accreditation, if you will. Yeah. How, like, can anyone do stem cells? Can anyone, anybody get into stem cell? What was, I can't uh, derive biologic. Like therapy, even though it's not stem cells, we can talk more. Yeah. But like, what are the qualifications you need in order to, like you studied up on it. it just, I, and this is where my ignorance comes in. So I'm honestly yeah. asking from curiosity. Like I feel like stem cells is like a regenerative, like you're taking from one to the other. It's an injection. There's gotta be some medical yeah. knowledge or whatever, right? Like, so how do you just get into it? Yeah, great question. You have to be a mid-level provider, a nurse practitioner or an MD. Um, I'm, for all intents and purposes, I'm not even a chiropractor anymore. I gave up my license. I'm a business guy and yeah. I educate the doctors and that's what I do. And I put the teams together. So you have to be a mid-level. You have to um, have injection experience. Um, you should have ultrasound guidance experience. 
and you really need to know what you're doing. And um, it's something that um, takes training. And uh, it's that's what I do. I have about 25 doctors around the country that I distribute a product to them. And, um, you know, the, the, the doctor that sells the product to Joe Rogan, this is where it took off. Um, yeah. And you're going to hear a lot more because uh, for those of you who don't know, Joe Rogan has a podcast that's a little bit larger than yours. Um, but there's a, there's a, uh, an entrepreneur in Texas that owns ways to well, um, called Brigham Bueller. People might know about him and, and Brigham and I have become friends and, uh, Joe uses this product and it's now when he was on Joe's podcast, it's now blown up. And, um, it's now in NFL teams. I distribute to doctors that put it in NFL players and, uh, Really what's the worked. product? Well, you say a product. I'm, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to resolve that in my brain. Stem cell yeah. product. Like, what's the product? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's a, so what happens is we're using purified amniotic fluid, all right? It's a donor-derived, healthy baby, healthy mom, and the mom gives it up. It's a, a cord bank will then take that product, and it'll be third-party tested. Um, and then it's after it's third-party tested, our lab, uh, Dr. Ian White, Neobiosis, I've been with him for a long time. Um, he actually takes the product and he cleans it up so that it's concentrated with what we call micro vesicles and a micro vesicle is ready for this little science, mRNA, messenger RNA and micro RNA. Okay. And that upregulates and downregulates genes to help you heal. And it creates proteins. And this is nature. We use a natural nature based product to help you. There's nothing more anti-inflammatory and more healing than the amniotic fluid that surrounds that baby. Yeah. That's why the baby comes out and it doesn't have mom's diseases most of the time. So it's protected. Yeah. So if we can inject that in you, um, it's a really safe way to do it. And the FDA has come in and said, all right, what's going on? They're really, it's kind of right. what they're doing. Um, really where they're at right now, you don't have to go to foreign countries um, for this product. If you want stem cells that are culturally expanded, that are grown, true stem cells, you might want to go to another country. That's more for paralysis or disease, things like that. But in the U.S., for joints, um, we can do it here with this purified amniotic fluid product. And um, the FDA really wants the labs to be clean. That's the, the stopgap in this whole thing. So there's a lot of poor players in the industry, and some of the labs aren't doing the right thing, and they've shut them down in the last couple of years. So um, the lab that I work with, I've been to it. I encourage all the doctors to go to the labs and see. And, and our product, um, the purified amniotic fluid that we use, um, is is produced by Ian White, PhD, stem cell therapy, Cornell himself. And I put this in myself, my family, it goes all around the country. And I want to, we've had zero side effects, 2000 patients in our office. Yeah. So it yeah. works really well. Now the amniotic fluid that you get, you said healthy moms, healthy babies, it's donor. At what point in the process do they become donors? Like when do they get asked? Yeah, so they, they go through a survey early on. And, but, but from um, who? Is this just like kind of general practice across all hospitals, all births? Yeah, there's no, there's 12 cord banks that work with specific hospitals around the country. Um, mm -hmm. 10 of those cord banks work with freezing the product for later. You've heard about where you freeze your, yeah. your, uh, your tissue. Um, but there's a couple of them that use it for this method and they sell it. So, yeah, they're, they raise their hand. They say, yeah, I'll do it. It has to be C-section birth. And um, they go from there. Interesting. What's the, do you know, what's the uh, uh, take rate of a mother that's asked, hey, would you like to donate your amniotic fluid to, you know, this probably, is it one out of 20? Is it not? Most of them do. I'm kind of curious what that might be. I would not know that answer. That's a good question. I don't know. That's a core. <laughs> I would say that it has to be very small, probably, but yeah. I don't know. Do you have any sense of like how many, <laughs> how many doses one mother's donation creates? I do know that. Yeah, it's about 200, one dose is about one, one donor derived product is about 200 cc's. And we put one cc into a knee, for example. Oh, no kidding. So you can, you can, so one mom donating her amniotic fluid voluntarily, healthy mom, healthy baby, like I said, C section birth yep. can, can create 200 injections, up to 200 yeah. injections. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. So it's, 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 I'm sorry. If it's done properly, that's the way we do it. I've been told it's 200 cc's per donor. Wow. So that's a very, very scalable, it seems like. It is scalable, but there's not many There's not many cord banks out there. That's right the now. Yeah. yeah, right now. And um, there are people that are looking, they're finding this niche. 
And um, yeah, if you want to start a business, core bank's the way to go. Where is the, where is, I remember asking this of another guest that we had on around stem cells, and I don't recall his answer, but I'll ask you, where is, because I, I remember a lot of, um, you know, sort of the pro-life, pro-choice movement got involved here, right? Like, wow, these are aborted fetuses, it's harvesting, so on. You said healthy mom, healthy baby. Where is that now, today, modern, modern day? Where is that argument today when it comes to stem cell harvesting? That was during, during the George Bush um, senior administration. And yeah. it, it <laughs> shows how old I am. <laughs> way back when it put such a stamp in people's consciousness that even now people are like, yeah. I'm not doing that because they kill babies. Right. No, it doesn't happen. Um, it's unethical. It's illegal. Now, does it happen? Not in the U.S. that I know of. You don't need to. Yeah. Um, there's no need to. Overseas, probably. And that's the problem with going overseas. The labs aren't FDA controlled. So you don't know exactly what you're getting overseas. That's that's the knock on it. You're not sure. And here, at least they're on top of it. So stem cell derived biologics, as opposed to regenerative stem cell, is that the difference? Overseas is regenerative. Is that the, am I getting the terminology right? You know, overseas is whatever they're doing. It's very different. Everyone's different. They'll take they'll take them out of the person. It's called autologous, and they'll spin them up and they'll grow them and put them back in and actually mix them with donors. Um, there's they'll take your blood and they'll spin it up and apheresis and take the good stuff out and put it back in like like PRP. There's lots of things you can do and they all work. That's the great thing. They all work. Um, but this field is so new. It's almost like that hockey stick, right? It's just yeah. starting to take off. And um, But I do know that what we use has been vetted out and it's extremely effective. 90% well, of our people do very well. But what's the difference? So what, yeah. what, what, what would make me say, oh, I could just stay like, is there a difference in the reason to seek treatment? To go to you versus going to Costa Rica? Yeah, I think that if you had a, a paralysis and you needed to take, you know, certain cells and, and culturally expand and grow them and inject them back into the cord, um, things like that. If I had a paralysis, I probably would go to Costa Rica or, or Panama. But gotcha. other than that, I wish I could give you an answer. There's so much stuff going on. And that's why you really have to clamp on to somebody that has experience that vets people out and um, also uses inclusion exclusion criteria. What do they take disease-wise in that product? And what do they they push away um, with the product itself? So it's that's super important. You got to be on it with it. What, what are what are some things you need to watch out for in that regard? Yeah. So the blood, the, so when the cord banks take it, they a third party tests it for three weeks. And then if there's any disease, just like our blood supply, the product yeah. is thrown away. And there are labs that have kept the product with disease in it. And it's this is like cytomegalovirus was in a was in a product um, about a year and a half ago and people got sick from it. And it's it's just it's a money thing. It's a money grab. So that's why you got to know your lab. you got to know the people you're working with and don't just willy nilly, you know, go and get it done. When do I uh, say, oh, you know what? This is interesting. I should fly out to Boston and get one of these injections in my whatever. Like, what are some of the, the common causes for folks to kind of come seek you out? Yeah, great question. Um, number one is a, a knee joint, hip joint, shoulder joint that's osteoarthritic. So we, everyone in GoBundance has aches and pains, shoulders, right? Those will turn arthritic. Um, so that's going to get the best results in arthritic inflamed joint because this, this uh, purified amniotic fluid is super, super anti-inflammatory. The next thing is a chronic injury that's not healing. So if you've had, let's say, a rotator cuff tear um, or any type of tendonitis or tendinopathy, um, that would probably do very well if it's been with you for six to 12 months and it's just not healing. Um, but yeah, it depends on a lot of sports injuries. Um, we have people that do infusions that come in for a full body systemic effect, but really joints. If you have a joint that isn't working well, that's really what we do. What's the frequency? How often do I need to do it? Yeah. For most people, it's one and done, um, for like my shoulder, right? Mm -hmm. I couldn't do a push up. Um, you know, I can, I can now do 60 if I cheat, right? <laughs> Boom, boom, boom. And it still feels a little bit, you know, so what happens is people might come back and do more. 90% of our people, it's one and done and they get wow. it done. It's all over. And so the reason for this, I guess, is what that the, 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 the product is regenerative in its, in its own way, right? It's not a nerve block or a collagen injection or whatever it might be, silicone injection to sort of give you relief for a period of time before that relief wears off, it's going to work now. It's actually going to work to regenerate whatever is, 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 is tissue. Yeah. It's healing tissue. 
And this Crazy. is where we're at. And it, it works. It really works super well. Again, if you have somebody, this is, people should know this. People, doctor's offices take on, they don't exclude and push away people with inflammatory disorders. So if your hemoglobin A1C is high, if you're a diabetic, if you're on multiple medications, if you're super obese and you're just crazy inflamed, you're not going to get results like a fit person, right? We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. results way better. That's what happens. Gotcha. How does this work from a insurance coverage referral from a from your primary? Any of that? Does it does it play in, or is this just it's like kind of like a holistic practitioner? You do it on your own. So if insurance covered this knee replacements, the orthopedist would go out of business. Uh, the steroid industry would go out of business. Um, insurance will not cover this. That, that's an industry. It's thirty percent of our gross national product. This is the scary thing about this world. We're doing things that heal. And right now our medical world is not aimed at healing. It's aimed at putting a Band-Aid on things, um, yeah. which is why it's, it makes what we do very difficult because we're up against pharmaceutical companies. So they want, the FDA wants all the labs to have what's called an investigational new drug, an IND going where they can turn these into drugs. And that's the future where you'll mm -hmm. have more access. But again, it's a drug. It's not a natural product at that point. It'll still help, but that's way down the road. But right now, um, the cost in our office to do an E is $4,600. Um, to do two knees is $8,600. The average person does three joints. So that's that's the problem, right? Is that it, there's an investment there that you have to uh, you have to reach. Yeah, but ten grand, ten grand to revitalize three joints that are a pain in your ass every day. I'm guessing it's ten. Maybe it's twelve. Whatever it is, but yeah, eleven thousand six hundred for three joints. I was doing the math on it. Like it was 46, 86, maybe it's like 10, 11 grand. Okay. So 11, six for three joints, right? So for under 12 grand for a thousand bucks a month for one year, one time only ever three joints get regenerated. And you've had evidence of this, correct? Like you've got evidence. testimonials, medical evidence or whatever of people that have gone through, you've had 2000 injections you've done or 2000 yeah. patients you've served, right? So I have hundreds of testimonials um, and I have doctors all over the country. This works period the end especially if you have a doctor that knows what they're doing. I mean, the other thing is you have to use ultrasound guidance. Our nurse, our nurse practitioners are trained. I, part of what I do is I fly them all over the country and um, we have the top people in the world that train them on um, how to diagnose these problems. So if you do it correctly, you can heal. The vast majority do very well. Interesting. The, uh, you said a moment ago about uh, uh, hip replacement, knee replacement. Would this literally eliminate or drastically reduce the need? Yeah, so I was keeping track. I was up to like 270 or so people that were scheduled for knee or hip replacement surgery. This is people that are scheduled to cancel their surgeries. All of them, 100% of them. 270 people. I was up, I was keeping track in our notes at one point that I gave up on it. They were wow. scheduled. We had a guy that was scheduled the next morning. He came in with a friend to see it done and they were all set for 6 a.m. It was like four in the afternoon. And he canceled his surgeries. And he, now the guys had multiple joints done. And he was so happy that he came in with his friend. Um, he was already the next morning to have surgery. I'm sure the surgeons weren't real happy about that. But <laughs> what's the <laughs> what's the uh, what's the the time to feel impact? Like how long after these injections do people start to feel improvement yeah. and maybe see 100 percent improvement? Yeah. So if you have an arthritic joint, like my father-in-law has a horrible knee, he walked out. He's one of about 20 to 25% that we'll see change right then and there. He, uh, wow. he claims to have had no pain after the injection and no pain since then. Um, that's not commonplace. On average, we're going to get about 60% to 80% better in the first six to eight weeks is what you'll see. Wow. 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 You mentioned about like you're distributing your, your, this lab is distributing or you are to Rogan NFL players, which I could see how that, that kind of blows things up when you say Rogan uses them. So is he doing multiple? I I, I mean, not, not to get to his back, but do guys like him or NFL players, do they need to continue with regenerative processes or are they able to do one and done as well? They're human beings, just like you and I, right? Uh, depends what they're doing. I know Rogan works a lot with jujitsu and um, he beats himself up just like we do. Um, yeah. So I think it's it's like anything. The more, the, the harder you the harder you play, the more you pay. And uh, you know I can't I can't talk for what exactly he gets done. I just know that um, I get pictures all the time when his guests are have had it done. And but when when it, what does it look like? So a guy like Rogan, right? You said he's an MMA or or an NFL player, right? So NFL players got a shoulder issue. Boom, they get the injection. Wow, feel way better, right? 
yep. you know, six weeks later, they're, you know, they're going at it. They, they injure the shoulder again. It's like, all right, give me one more pop. Like, is that what that looks like? Is it just as simple as that? Is that, or is it like, yeah, you don't need that after that first one, despite the next injury. It depends what you do. Uh, going back to my dad, horrible shoulder, hurt himself years and years ago playing football at UNH. And um, we put it into him at age 73, 100% change. Like he could, for after 50 years, he had full function in his shoulder. And then he fell and hit it and he wrecked it. And we haven't been able to get him back. So it depends what you do. Um, a lot of our NFL players are probably going to need more just because they're out there beating yeah. themselves up for the average Joe. Um, don't fall on it. Don't re-injure it. And you'll continue to heal. That's incredible. Talk about the business a little bit of this. You've got four clinics. You mentioned you've implemented EOS. Where did this become uh, like not in the business on the business for you? When, when did you make that transition or was it always that you were on the business in this regard? No, we had to, no, it wasn't. Um, really what happened was our metabolic reset weight loss program, when yeah. that blew up, um, it, it, we had a staff of like four post COVID and now we're at 30 and we needed management. We needed to have everybody roll in the right direction. We needed to have, again, EOS terms, right person, right seat. All right. Did they all get it, want it? And did they have the capacity for it? We, we could not grow to take it, to move into Boston. That's really when it hit. Yeah. Boston, we went from 250,000 people we were marketing to in, in Portsmouth and Bedford, New Hampshire, to 4.3 million. Right. Um, so I knew that's big advertising dollars. And we have DJs that do the program. It costs a lot. Um, we spend over a million dollars a year on advertising. So it's um, we, we have to have a management team that's structured to make these decisions. And that's really where we've stepped up our game. How did this, what is this metabolic weight loss reset? Is that a like a course? What, what does that look like? Yeah, great question. So we have 10 health coaches. Um, so basically you sign up, there's two programs. There's one that you're supervised by the nurse practitioner. Um, and you can do the testing that we're the metabolic testing also. We've had a lot of um a lot of GoBro people do this virtually. So if you're interested in metabolic testing, our nurse practitioners do another program called HealthSpan, not to dilute the question, but um no, you can do that. And that's a full blood metabolic panel. And that's a full hormone cortisol stress panel and food sensitivity panel. My background is in functional medicine. I'm, I was one of the first people certified like 15 years ago. And I'm also a clinical nutritionist. Um, so I've taken the best of the best, made it simple. Um, but to your original question, you come in um, and the average person loses 20 to 40 pounds in three months. Um, they meet with our health coaches, either face-to-face -face or virtually. Um, we have all certified health coaches and, uh, and they're taught new with real food. Um, there's no prepackaged meals. We want to minimize exercise and we want to turn them into fat burning machines. And we teach them new patterns of thinking, how to keep stress down, how to eat properly. And 98% of our people lose weight very quickly, but we teach them how to keep it off. We need to keep, teach them new lifestyle habits. Um, and that's unique for every person. What caused it to blow up? What caused the what the, the, the program, the metabolic weight loss reset? Maybe you've said it and I missed it, but what yeah. why did that take off? Because 35% of the people in this country became crazy obese during COVID. So we had a crazy market. All right. It was there. Um, and the the DJ advertising, we had five or six DJs that did very well. And we were able to cultivate the DJs, become friends with these DJs. And when you have a DJ that has a vested interest in the program, you can hear it in their voice. Um, and the people, you know, they, they listen to these ladies and gentlemen that have lost a ton of weight. And, um, that's part DJs of my talking like radio, like 98, five, right? Like radio yeah. DJs. Yeah. W R O R. Remember W R O R. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Sure. Um, KLB is a big country station. Um, yeah. we're on channel nine M U R we're on all the stations. So that's, wow. the thing. and from a business standpoint, we really have to be dialing those knobs correctly. Um, you can spend a lot of money. You have to really target your ROI. It's interesting to me that that's the avenue, right? Like I just think about today's world, you know, you have Sirius, you've got YouTube advertising, Facebook ads, all of that, you know, even traditional TV commercials are just not it's YouTube, YouTube ads, that sort of thing. But radio advertising, DJ right. testimonials still, still drove your business. You're talking to someone that tried to break into radio for the longest time. And I was, I was reticent to do it. And it works really, really well. This program specifically, um, we do about we spend about five grand a month on on digital. Um, so we do have to be well-rounded, but um, 
our, our, our Google Analytics went up a thousand percent since last year. So this just shows you how many people are looking at the weight loss world. Um, so yeah, we'll cross sell if the people need problems, need help with their joints. A lot of them will do stem cell therapy too. But the reality is this, when you get people metabolically healthy, their inflammation goes down and their joints get healthy and we don't have to do any stem cell therapy with them. That's incredible. You, um, you have now 10 coaches, you have, you know, a million dollar a month spend, you're in Boston, you've got, you know, this whole system and machine in play. When this popped, were you ready? Was EOS in place? Were coaches in place? Like, were you out in front saying this is going to grow? Or I'm curious what that growth cycle looked like from a customer <laughs> fulfillment standpoint. We we were not ready because the, the when a when a health coach is seeing thirteen to eighteen people a day and they should be seeing seven to eight um, without getting stressed out. See, we are stressing out our staff. That's the yeah. big. We still are. Full disclosure. Um, this is our growth season. We're going to blow up even more. Um, we're ready to go into eight figures, and we right now are trying to find the right people. We need a we need a COO. And we need a, um, a fractional CFO and we need HR and we need all these things. So um, my wife, Kelly, is doing a lot of it. And, um, you know, it's we're trying to take the stress off her. I, again, I'm the visionary. So I have the fun stuff. I get to talk to find people like you. Right. Yeah. And have fun. Um, but it's it's a lot of work keeping the right people in the right seats. What was there? Was there ever a point at which you felt like, you know, we're overwhelmed, we're not able to fulfill, you're giving money back, any of that? Did you ever have that moment along this along this pop in growth? Yeah, like yesterday, I cut my advertising back in Boston. I cut <laughs> it back by 20%, which sounds crazy, right? I wow. cannot handle the leads in Boston right now. I cannot handle them. We have about five to 600 leads a month and I don't have the staff because it's hard finding the right people and I'm paying them big money too. So, um, you know, all you Salesforce people that got laid off the other day, 8,000 of you, give me a call because yeah, no um, it's there. We just have to train them properly. And um, yeah, so we have too many leads right now and it's, it's killing me. Wow. What's the cost of the product of, of yeah, going so through this? Work, yeah. Yeah. To work with our health coaches is $2,450 um, and to do all the full testing and to work with our nurse practitioners and the health coaches together is $4,850. Wow. Okay. All right. But yeah, I mean, like to, to your point, um, you're, it's funny. I would, I would have thought like one draws to the other leads to the other. So you have kind of an ascension model. So you bring them in on metabolic weight loss, that reset program. And it's like, Hey, let's get your joints healthy. We can push you right over to our stem cell, but you're saying that they're sort of two separate businesses in that regard, or do you see yeah. some crossover? There is some about five percent, two to five percent. Um, but here's what you want to know. And this is a great thing if you if you um, if you uh, if you want a little, you know, Bradley. If you listen to Bradley, he was on your show. He has a dropping bomb. This is the yeah. bomb. Most pain. If you have pain, try to eat like garbage. Try to eat a high sugar, high alcohol diet for like two or three days. If you're a healthy guy, all of a sudden your joints will get worse. They'll feel worse. They'll yeah. become inflamed. And when we take in an obese person and we get their joint, their, their body, their insulin levels to stabilize, their homocysteine, their C-reactive protein, these are all inflammatory markers to come down. That happens, Jamie, in about a week to two weeks. Crazy. Their joints are the first things to start feeling better. By fight happens very quickly. So it's that's metabolic. Crazy. That's the joints. Your metabolic, it, it creates a fire in your joints in short. So it's interesting to me from a wealth perspective, as, as we kind of pivot a little bit, and if there's anything else you want to wrap up on this spot on the stem cell or, or metabolic uh, weight loss program, go for it. But, but I think about, you know, it, go bundles. We talk about horizontal income, right? Building passive income streams and all of that. And I, I feel like sometimes we get a little too obsessed with that and ignore the fact that a really good vertical is what allows you to leverage horizontal. In other words, make a million, $2 million a year, and you dump half or more of that into some passive investments, even as an LP. Now you're starting to build like, like that passive income and wealth, but you got to have that big vertical at some point, or you have to have sustained vertical, if you want to call it that. You can make that vertical somewhat passive, but for the most part, you got to be involved in some way, I think. And then at a certain point, you could say, okay, I'm, I'm out, I'm selling it, and I'm just going to ride the wave of all this Tim Rode does that. I just I take my 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 investments every every month. How have you done that? Because it's and maybe I'm maybe I'm missing. You said like you got to go on this champion because of this metabolic weight loss reset. This sounds like a sounds like your new money to some extent, right? Yeah, so, 
Listen, I've been, my friends know I've been, I went through a divorce and I was dirt poor. I had to borrow money from my parents three, three months, three years ago. I have no problem saying that. But to answer your question, um, now that we're starting to get back into it, I learned about this thing called syndication. Yeah. I didn't even know what that freaking word meant. Joining GoBundance, I learned about syndication and, you know, what do we do with the money? And we would have put it maybe into blue chip stocks or something. And um, right now we're trying to find people that we would passively invest in that we can trust. And that's, that's what it comes down to. Do you trust the person? And my whole thing is this, I'm trying right now to, to be altruistic. And, you know, if you have an issue with your body, I can help you and you can either fly in or if I know someone close to you, I will refer you to that person. Um, yeah. And by exchanging these relationships, I, I'm building trust with people that I can now say, hey, you want 25, you want 50, maybe 100 grand for this project. And um, that's what we're going to be doing this year coming up. That's we're going to start small. And uh, if it was Monopoly, we're going to buy a little bit of those greenhouses and not start off with the hotels. I like that. I like that. Uh, what's your, you mentioned about trust. Do you have, do you have any other advisors or vetting practices or anything like that to figure out where you're going to place your money? Is there a specific silo? Is it real estate businesses, anything in between, or, um, you know, what's your, what's your box? Yeah, right now I don't have that. Um, I think it's, it's go abundance. I'm, I'm, I don't, the reason I joined go abundance because I'm kind of an Island up here in New Hampshire and I'm trying to to, you know, meet people like yourself. And that's really what it comes down to. So I, I really don't, I have to be trusting. I've met some really great people in Philly that I'm starting to, to get to know and trust like John Edwin and people like that. Um, and uh, it's, it's been a great thing. And that's going to be my learning process. And uh, I'm not jumping in until I, I get to know who I'm working with. Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. You mentioned a divorce. Do you mind? Do you mind going through that, or is that something you'd rather not touch? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, all right. it's all good. It's part of the journey. <laughs> yeah. What, what What was what? When you look back, how long ago was that, and how long were you married? Yeah, I was married. I met um, Kathleen. Um, you know, we have two wonderful daughters with her, twenty five and twenty three. Mia and Liddy. Um, we met when we were nineteen at Springfield College, and I was with her until I was 44 years old. So a long time. And, um, and then, you know, like we, 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 uh, you move on, you start to outgrow each other and, um, uh, we moved on and it was, it was tough like anything, but, um, I, I was lucky enough to, to meet Kelly, um, fairly quickly. And we weren't looking to, she was divorced two years prior. We weren't looking to jump into anything. So we dated for a year or two and, um, and then I brought my 20 year old cat into her condo, moved in, and that was it. So, uh, yeah, so it's been great. We found she's a Reiki master. Um, she had a, a holistic health practice herself after being in marketing. So, we had these parallel professions that were really, it was like kismet. And um, we get along pretty well right now. It's, it's, it's a great thing to be with her. Can you recall, and maybe you had to go through therapy, I'm not sure for this, and again, answer whatever you want to here, but can you recall a point at which maybe the the diversion from each other or like with you and your ex-wife, like, because I, I always want, want to know this as like, I'm 12 years married, I got kids, we're in it, you know, marriage seems strong and all that, but there's so many people that I hear of that get to a certain point, it's like, man, you married 20 years and now, or 30 years and now it goes away. Like, was there a point that you can go back to that you look at or a period of time where you started to notice, maybe not not big at that moment, that little shift that was the beginning of maybe a gap widening, widening between you and your ex? You know, good question. This is like therapy here. All right. For the whole world to hear. Um, okay. Well, I have well, this is adding value, honestly, because I think there's a lot of guys that, that wonder this and I'll ask a follow-up question after, but I'm curious if you recall something. No, I got an answer. Um, we get into the world of triathlon. All right. And we owned a race called pumpkin man. It's a half Ironman had a thousand people that did it. I also owned Cedar summit, which if you look it up, race to the top of Mount Washington, Jesse, wow. it's That's where yeah. he stayed on, on the mountain. I actually sent people up that it's like a, an Ironman level race to the top of Mount Washington. Um, anyways, we get into this world of triathlon and we did a lot of racing and it was like all encompassing. And we were, I think tied up, I've done over a hundred races and it was like, our whole world was swim, bike, run, and those people who tend to be a little bit egocentric in that world, right? Um, so I think that that was our connection, and that's kind of all we ended up having as we got as we grew a little, get get a little bit older, and then um, you know people decided to go in other directions. Not me, but new people, and uh, 
I was, I had to sit down and one day I remember, I remember going, am I happy? And I was like, you know what? I'm a happy person, but, um, I looking back between you and me, I sing, I dance, I laugh. Um, I'm always trying to make Kelly laugh. And I, I didn't do that in my former marriage. And people tell me consistently in the last seven, eight years, they said, you're, you're a different person now. And Mm -hmm. I was kind of in a box, I think before a little bit. And, um, you know, you meet someone when you're 19, that's all, you know, and uh, you try to grow together, but, um, you know, you have a family and then your kids are in college and things change and you move on. And, uh, I've always been lucky enough to be adaptable, I think, you know, and, um, Here we are. So it's interesting to hear that uh, with your with your new wife, people are seeing you as a different person. Like the weight of whatever this prior marriage was was off of you, and you're you're lightened up and loosened up and everything like that. What what um what's next? So I mean, you know, I, I, like you've you've grown this business. You're now starting to build wealth and grow and and you know find ways passively to put money in. You're in this new marriage. It's fresh. I, mean, I don't know new, but newer marriage. It's fresh. You're aligned. You're in a in a better place. People are seeing this this energy in you they didn't see before for you. So now, what do you put out there for five years from now? Like if you've had this big pop and you're in this major growth mode, is it like just ride it, baby? Or do you see new possibility when you've gone through? that many major changes. And let me give a little context. So I'm reading this book right now called 10X is Easier Than 2X, right? Really, really good book. And it talks about really how your, let's see, your, 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 there's the Pareto's principle of 80-20, right? 20% of the things you do gets you 80% of the results, right? So you have to really target that 20 and your 10X growth moments come when you're fully in that 20 and you get rid of the 80. And I feel like you've done that in multiple fronts, your business, your yeah. marriage, your relationship, your wealth. So two, you're two months into GoBundance at this point. Give me a review, your experience in membership so far, good, bad, or otherwise. It's been amazing. Um, and I'm not just you know throwing that out there. The, the people have been so open to connect. I, I feel like I've finally found people like me um, this, you know, that is into, I, I'm into adventure and health and, and just communicating with people. So um, a great thing, your podcast, I listen to your podcast and then I have access. I actually call these people up and they talk to me, right? I, I might've mentioned, I, you can't do that on Joe Rogan, um, right, right, right. right? And so I think that everybody's just been so open. Um, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about joining, man, it's what you put into it though, right? You have to, it's, it's all about that. And like I said, I, I love talking with people. I have a list of like, I've probably talked to 40 people already and I've had really good conversations. I'm excited. They're like my friends already. They are my friends. Um, three or four of them I'm really close with. And it's kind of weird to see that happen so quickly. You're, you're getting adopted by the Philly tribe, it sounds like. How that just because of John Edwin? I, I think so. I don't know. I went, you know, I went to one of their meetings just to see what it was all about. And it was like this, this crazy group of people. I'm like, who are these guys? And at the end, I gave them my my American Express card and, and dropped 15 grand. And uh, my wife's like, what, what are you doing? I said, you know what? You know how I'm all about fire aim ready? Well, I just uh, I just fired. And uh, I so far, it's been great. So thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Have you met some of the Boston guys local to you? I have. I have. Uh, Justin Jarbo runs that tribe. Yeah. It's been really difficult with meeting up um, and I just haven't really, we're in, we're in the process of doing that right now. So yeah, that will happen. I love it, man. I love it. Um, all right. So you're a couple months into abundance. I, I love your story overall. What else do we need to know, if anything, about your business, about what you do, how to get to, how to get in touch with you, how to reach out, how to learn more about all of, uh, all of the different things that you're into, the metabolic weight loss reset, stem yeah. cells, all of that. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're having issues with weight or if you know somebody or love somebody that has problems with weight, um, definitely call me. I can give my cell phone out here. Is that okay? I don't mind go doing it. it. Yeah, go yeah. for it. So if, if you're having issues with weight, that's one thing. If you want to look into metabolic testing, uh, I have distilled it down where we can do it virtually in a really great way um, and get it done um, talking either Zoom um, or over the phone. But if you're interested in regenerative medicine, stem cell therapy, I can hook you up with someone local, maybe if there's a good person, or you can fly in. Um, so 207 451-7438 is my cell. Feel free to text me, call me. Um, if you go to centerforwell.com, 
that's a great way to see the website. And um, I think between those two things, if they're still listening to this podcast, that's a great way to, to connect. Absolutely. hundred percent. I've got to ask you a question out of the abundance card game to end this. And the question from the eight of diamonds is what is your biggest failure or greatest failure? And what did you learn from it? You know, it's funny. I've heard this question before and, uh, and I kind of, I thought to myself, I was on a walk once you asked this question of another guy and I was like, what would I, how would I answer this question? Um, I think it was this, I think it was when I was not doing well post-divorce and I moved to a new state. Um, I took a job as I alluded to for, with a pharmaceutical company as a pharmaceutical rep selling this product that a lot of people in the triathlon world, um, they wanted, and it pulled me away from my core practice of what I was doing. And I almost, it was, it, it decimated my practice. It, it was like, it was good and bad. Um, I should have never tried to do something that, that wasn't in my lane. And I learned very quickly that it was not for me to work for other people. Um, but I, I shouldn't have gone there. Um, but who knows? That's how you learn. So yeah, was it a failure? Yeah, I got fired. <laughs> but uh, my practice pretty much doubled the month after um, I did. I was able to focus back on on what I was my 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 true self. Right, I was able to get back into that. Man, that lands with me right now. I'm going this 2023. Uh, uh, you know, the move into 2023. My whole thing has been about that. Like I do, I do, I do, I do all these different things, and it's like you know they all kind of get nudged along. You know, versus distilled focus and really kind of going at it. So when you say that, that actually I put myself in your shoes and say, that's like a sign from the universe, like get focused, right? Like to your point, it might be like, well, I'm giving up this income stream over here by selling, selling pharmaceuticals. Like it could be beneficial and then this will be fine over here. But when you gave that up and focused in, you saw yeah. all the growth that you've seen. Yeah. Know you, know you slow down to speed up. That's my biggest thing I've learned from my wife. She says, slow down, Mr. Jeff. This is what she says slow down to speed up. I want things to happen like this. And yeah. you have to slow down, distill down what you're good at and, and go there with it. Love it, man. Love it. Well, I'm glad I'll get to meet you in Tahoe. I appreciate you jumping on and doing this. And uh, man, this was great. This was really informative. And you know, I hope you get a lot of people reaching out to you for sure. So I appreciate you, man. Thank you.